You're listening to the MMAniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. This is Pat Militich, and you're listening to the MMAniacs podcast. All right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals of all varieties. We are here with the MMAniacs podcast. Nick David. And Matt Kona, Matt Kona. also here, present and accompanied That's by right. Nick David. We are here to talk about mixed martial arts in all its glory. And, in uh, most of its glory, because glory is just kickboxing. Right. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Hey, how about it? So uh, I guess we can start uh, with the fight yesterday from Croatia. Um, I, I started at 1030. I watched, I had the fights on 1030 last night. No, no. 1030 yesterday morning when they start, they started 1030, 1030 in the morning. They started. You watched it, you watched it live as it aired from Zagreb. Right, right. UFC first time. Actually, here's, let me just say this. I have been to Zagreb, Croatia. Really? Um, I, what? yes, I have. Wow. Yeah. Why were you in so, Croatia? Well, just to give a little perspective, last week I went to Montreal, and that was my first time visiting Canada, but I'd already been to Zagreb, Croatia, Hungary, Slovenia. Oh, wow. So were, you I, just, I, uh, were you just traveling? Were you just a kid traveling the countryside? Traveling with a with a rock and roll band. Oh, so yes. Right. Yeah. Right. And right, it was right. really cool. Actually, Zagreb reminded me a lot of Boston for some reason. Just huh. uh it did have a like a subway system similar to how the T used to run on the college lines where you could hop on and off. But um yeah, pretty cool city. Uh and they packed it. It was like 14,000 people, so I watched the post-fight press conference and and by all accounts it was a big success the crowd was into it um it, they weren't all there for the prelim fights like they had been in some of the other first time destinations the ufc has been to like when they were in korea they weren't was, all there what do you mean they weren't all there what i it? mean the crowd wasn't all filled in there you know sometimes oh right 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 early on yeah I, that's but, uh, I find that true to be true for a lot of fights even the ones in vegas and even the ones in the states, I, I I've noticed that a lot. Uh, it takes a while for the seats to fill in. Uh, yeah, I say especially Vegas, just because you're in a casino right here. There's so many distractions. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, it could have also been because of long beer lines as well at this place. Because uh, I suppose um, so. So when my roommate has been there twice, and he was telling me that he actually went to see a Croatian hockey game there, and it was. Crazy. It was, it's like a soccer stadium atmosphere inside a 14,000 capacity venue. They had flares. There was epic sing-alongs and stuff, but, <laughs> uh, there, there were a lot of crowd, crowd chants and, and they were fired up. Uh, for actually the, did you watch the fight pass prelims? Because the first fight of the night, uh, was excellent. It was, a, well, there was two guys making their UFC debut and, uh, 
It was a really good fight, and it was Bojan Velikovic who defeated in a very close fight, uh, only the third fighter to represent Italy in the UFC, Alessio De Cherico. Oh, and the second from Italy named Alessio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's uh, funny. That's funny. There's only three. There's only three fighters from Italy, and two of them are named Alessio. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only two people in the world who I know named Alessio. You're right. Well. <laughs> so what I was trying to say earlier is I I started at 10:30 in the morning. But uh, I can't remember if the prelim started at 10:30 on Fight Pass or on the, FS. The early prelim started at 10:30. The Fight Pass okay. prelims. Okay. So, so you saw. So that. I I I turned on the fights at 10:30 in the morning. And I watched until they were done at, I don't remember how late they went. I think it was like six. I think it was oh, like well. six. So it was eight hours, eight hours of fights. And I really, I only saw in the entirety the final two fights. So I had the fights on for eight hours. That's, that's what I was trying to tell you is I had the fights on for eight hours. Uh, but I only really saw the last two fights because it was, I, I was uh, hanging out with my two-year-old and it was, uh, you know, it's a, a two-year-old takes a lot of attention. You can't really just kind of, it's not like, uh, um, you can't just kind of let them hang out. On their own. <laughs> you can't do, <laughs> no, yeah, you can't just kind of. Can't you fight night Zagreb picture in picture with Thomas the yeah. Tank Engine or whatever? What does what your kid like to? What's his favorite TV uh, show? Hmm, movie? That's that's tough. He really likes uh, he really likes the Cat in the Hat, which um, the movie, the Jim Carrey movie. No, 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 no. There's a TV show now, which which I tend to enjoy too because the Cat in the Hat is played by Martin Short. So, oh, nice. so it's, so it's fun to, I like to hear his voice and, you know, he's such a, he's such a funny dude, um, to see him put his, put his, his, uh, vocal abilities to work on that show. It's entertaining to me as an adult. So he likes Cat in the Hat a lot and he likes, there's a show called Little Einsteins, which is a newer show. Uh, yeah. uh and they, um, it's geared towards toddlers. It's very toddler-esque. They're trying to introduce toddlers to, um, to things, uh, to, to classical music and to art. And so those are like the two kind of main things. So they focus on, uh, they'll take a, they'll take this, this piece of music from Tchaikovsky and then they'll assign that piece of music to something throughout the show. They'll go, They'll go, oh, our friend Binky the horse is lost, and Binky the horse makes a sound like this. Can you hear Binky the horse? And then you, you know, you'll be listening for a horse, and then you'll hear some other piece of classical music, and they'll go, that's not it. That's not it. It's always the third one. And then they always have a piece of artwork, so they'll, you know, some kind of famous piece of art that they use throughout the show. So it's kind of cool. It's cool. It, you know, teaches some stuff. Give this little motherfucker some cultures and whatnot. You know, that's the motherfucking that cultures like a... up in this piece right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh. So he likes, he likes little Einsteins a lot. He likes that one. Uh, I'm trying to get him, I'm trying to get him on the real shit. I'm trying to get him on some Bugs Bunny and. Ultimate and, uh, Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get him on some UFC. No, my, yeah. uh, my wife insists that he'd not watch it right now. 
and uh so what are you were you watching on your phone around him on the UFC app I was watching or on my iPad. I was watching on my iPad with my headphones in so I was okay. I was cooking and I had the iPad on the on the countertop while I was making dinner and with my little headphones in so you can't hear it I got little bluetooth headphones so it was all very distracted. I have to watch the entire card again because, I, like I said, I only really caught the <laughs> okay. the, the well, co-main event and the main event in the in well, its, in their entirety. So those are the only two just, that I can speak of with any kind okay. of conviction because I watched those completely. Uh, the okay. rest of the card, although here's what I can tell you. Listen, this Wait, was my no, no, no. this was no, no no. You have to hear me. This was my best pick'em ever. I got nine out of twelve fights. And I got three perfects and two bonuses. <laughs> I got well, like, you didn't share it. You got to send me a link. I need to. I I forgot to tweet mine at you, but mine are on Twitter. I can't see yours, but um. I'll I'll, I'll send you a link. It was uh it was my my best one yet. The last one, I think I think the very last one we did, I got like two out of sixteen or something. Damn. <laughs> it was really bad. It was really really bad. I got seven. I got seven picks. A uh, couple things didn't go my way, but we'll, including the main event, we'll get we'll get more into that. I, I will say that I thought the card as a whole was very exciting. It only went to two decisions throughout, and there were two submissions, and the rest was knockouts. No shit. Well, I really yeah. need to go back and watch it all. Like I said, actually, no. I'm sorry. I went to three decisions, including the main event. Okay, um, I was that was one of my that was one of my perfects was the main event. I picked uh, I picked wow, Dos, I picked Santos. Dos Santos by decision. That's that's exactly how I thought that fight would play out. I felt like uh, I felt like Rothwell's wrestling wasn't going to be enough to get him to the ground, which. Shockingly, he never tried to take him down. So I, I didn't think he was going to be able to take him down at will, and I didn't think he was going to be able to outstrike him for sure. Having said that, I also thought that Rothwell has a really hard head and is super hard to knock out, and so I didn't think Dos Santos was going to knock him out. So I, I, I just assumed that it was, that's, uh, I thought it was going to go to a decision for Dos Santos, and that's why. So. And did you think that uh, you talked a lot about why why not Rothwell? But did you think that that was how it, you saw it playing out for Dos Santos? Well, Dos Santos, I think has striking much, game. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think he's a much better striker. I mean, I think he's one of the top top strikers in the heavyweight division. I think his boxing is right on par. I think right right before his first fight in the UFC, I, I'm pretty sure he was training to fight. To box in the Olympics, um, you know he's that's his that's his main game is boxing. So his striking is his striking is 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 on par, and it's better than pretty much everybody in the heavyweight division. Most most everybody in the heavyweight division his his hand striking. Um, so I I thought that he was going to outstrike Rothwell, and but I didn't think he would be able to knock Rothwell out. But I, you know, Rothwell, God love him. I, 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 I'm a fan. He, he's, he's made me a fan of his. He's, he's really, really worked his ass off and, uh, you know, had that crazy, crazy win streak. Just submitting, um, um, 
God damn it. Why can't, uh, Barnett. Just submitting Barnett. Barnett. Yeah. Submitting Josh Barnett is, that's a fucking, that's a crown jewel right there, dude. (laughs) I mean, that guy is one of the best submission fighters in the UFC, period. Not just, not just just the heavyweight division, like, period. He's submitting guys, like, if you've been watching Metamorphs, he's done a couple of the Metamorphs. He submitted Andre Galvao, and he submitted Henner Gracie, both of them. So he's no joke as far as that's, that was just submission grappling. So he's no joke, and he's never been submitted before. So that was a, that's a huge feather in, in Rothwell's cap. And <clears throat> I think he'll, I think he's going to bounce back from this. I think he might get a, maybe get a couple of wins under him and, and, uh, fight his way back into contention, hopefully. Hopefully for him, he has a very strange style. Is his is you know they talk about a lot. They talk about uh, he talks about it in in the interviews for this fight. How people you know say what a a, a strange stylist he is. How many is that? Ten. <laughs> Ten already. All right. Um, what a strange what a strange stylist he is and he he seems to think that in a few years everyone's going to be kind of copying his style of fighting um <clears throat> I, I i don't know if that's the case but it's well, there's a lot to be said for being an orthodox very well i don't think he showed it off very well because he lost every round of this fight um fairly decisively i think uh, I don't. Th- I think the first. I think he. I think he did really well in the first round. The first round was the cl- uh, the closest of the five to me. Yeah, but I, I don't think that. I don't think that Rothwell did enough to win it. Um, I, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I felt like I felt like he was the aggressor in that round, and and he. I felt like they were pretty even in the strikes that were thrown. So, uh, 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 just. Watching it the first time without a really critical eye, I gave him that round. But I'd have to go back and watch it again to see if I stand by that. Yeah, I mean, I'll 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 go, I'll go back and rewatch it as well. But um, I wasn't upset, or I I thought the judges did a pretty good job the whole uh, way through. There was no local favoritism there that there was at the UFC. Uh, Australia card a while back. No, uh, I, I I think there was one there was one fight that was really close. Uh, in there the was actually prelims. several fights that were fairly close at, at this one. Um, I think the one you're talking about. Uh, well, the one the one that I wanted that I wanted to talk about was it was a, it was a Croatian that was in it, and they and they. Uh, they judged against the Croatian. It was a very close fight. It could have gone either way. Um, and then they judged for whoever it was, which was, um, yeah, I think it might've been, might've been that, might've been that first fight. Um, the first fight didn't have a Croatian, but the, I think it's referred to Jan Blakowicz versus Croatia's Igor Pokrajek. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Um, Yeah. Blakovich got bloody in the eye in that fight, but uh, but yeah, he won a unanimous decision as well. Um, there was a, a lot of heavyweight action on the card. Uh, the first, the second yeah. fight pass fight where you might have 
blinked and missed while stirring spaghetti was J- uh, Jared Cannonier knocking out Cyril Asker. I did uh, see pretty that. Brutally. I did see uh, that. Fight. They replayed it on the Fox main card uh, or in the prelims when they had a little time because there were so many knockouts. Sometimes they'll do that. They'll replay one uh, fight pass. I know they did that on stage Northcutt's debut. Right. They did it on uh, this fight, on that fight too. So I saw it twice. <laughs> oh, okay. We did see it. Um, okay. Well, since we were already in the, I feel like I still want to talk a little bit more about the main event. Even if yeah. Rothwell did win the first rounds, I think that the boxing and getting knocked in the face stopped him from closing the distance because I thought he was the most aggressive, uh, most effective when he was aggressively coming in from that square straight stance, keep switching back and forth, and he would just kind of assault real quick. Like he sort of stalks you and and it, it, and that's why people think it's it's so weird because he's not taking a orthodox or a southpaw stance. Yeah, well, he you know he he's very um, he's very kind of lumbering, and he comes he he throws punches from weird angles. He he doesn't always come in and throw the the standard combinations that you would think of. Um, he he throws punches from from weird places. And then he, the way he kind of, he does this kind of back and forth, uh, the way he, the way he, I don't know, I don't want to call it a waddle. It's not, it's a, it's a strange, it's a, it's very, it's very unorthodox. It's not something that you see a lot in professional fighters, the way that he, when he stalks you. So it's, uh, yeah, that's all. It's, it's all almost like things. a giant Dominic Cruz. Switching stances. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he, mid, but he's doing it mid combination. The problem is that the, what he was throwing was mostly single strikes. He wasn't throwing a lot of combinations uh, after the first round. After he got hurt with those jabs that uh, Dos Santos was landing at will, and he also hit him so many times in the body that the stats afterwards were seventy six significant strikes to the body over the five rounds and uh and brian stan talked about it on the commentary desk about that having a real cumulative effect and it making rothwell more hesitant to move in and i'm not, i don't know what the details were i'm not sure if they've been released i've checked the ufc site i haven't seen anything but rothwell was brought to the hospital after right the fight. Uh, yeah that's why he wasn't at the presser uh. I did watch the pre- I did watch the press conference or some of the press conference. I didn't get to watch all of it, but I watched some of it. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get to watch. So uh, I didn't. Uh, I, f- I got to watch the final two fights because uh, m- uh, my wife took my son, and I was able to come out to the garage and watch him out here. But I have because so I don't have cable. Uh, I just have internet, and so. Uh, but there are different apps that you can get for your phone. Uh, I have Apple TV out, Apple TV out in my garage. So this is this is this is how I uh, I came out here to watch it um because my internet in my house it, directly connected to the internet is not doesn't work as well as if I go through six different levels to get it. It's a really strange thing. So 
<laughs> here's how here's how I watch the fights. I had the, I had it plugged on to my uh, TV in my house through the internet. It was very choppy. I came out to the garage in order to get internet out to my garage. Uh, the router sends a signal out here, and then I have a booster out here in the garage that boosts the signal. So, so the internet signal has gone. Uh, I have Apple TV, so I have the internet goes from the router to my booster, then the internet goes into my iPad because you can't get the Fox. You can get a Fox Sports One app for your iPad and your phone, but they don't let you download it for Apple TV. But you can do what's called mirror. You can do what's called uh, Apple Play, and I can flick the, whatever I'm watching on my iPad up to my TV. So it went from my router to the to the signal booster to my iPad to my Apple TV through through Bluetooth. So it went Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth to my TV, and it never glitched once. It never glitched the entire fight, and the 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 computer hooked up to the to the router directly in my house was glitchy. I think I have a virus. That's the point of this whole story. The point of the whole story. The point of the whole story is I think I have a virus because my my computer hooked up directly to the internet was glitchy, but it went through all of these. I had to go through all of all of these uh, different avenues to get the fights onto the TV out in the garage. Uh, so it's kind of fun, but I have, uh, the good news is and I have a, kinda. what's that? No. Yeah. I, I got a, I got a bigger TV than the one that I had out here before. Um, I had a nice, a 49 inch TV out here so we can hang out here and watch the fights sometime. If we want to have like a, you know, I've got the, I've got the, the big, what do you call this couch? Not a, I want to call it a surround sound couch, but it's not. Wrap around couch. Yeah, I don't know. Sectional. That's what it's called. Sectional. sectional. I got the big sectional couch. I got the I got the chairs. I got the table, and we can have uh, a whole bunch of people over here and wa- watch the fights. And uh, I think it would be fun. I think it'd be fun if we had a bunch of bunch of comics over here to come over and hang out and have a big fight party. I can get it all through. Uh, I've got. Uh, fight pass on my apple tv so anyhow cool well that's been the internet with nick david <laughs> that's a, <laughs> a new segment called the internet speaking, of new, pe- speaking of new segments speaking of new segments i took my game boy color and i plugged it into my turbo <laughs> graphics 16 and then i <laughs> okay uh, speaking uh-huh. of new segments i haven't gotten I, i've only gotten one i do snacks from paul landwehr He's well, supposed Paul to be. Landwehr, he's supposed to be giving us a special, uh, a special uh, Denmark edition well, of I do snacks, but I have not. I have not heard hide nor hair. So uh, what I'll say yeah, is, he's scouting is in Rotterdam, the if, UFC Rotterdam, and that's the reason that Paul Landwehr is not here for I do snacks. Uh, I was hoping that he would give us some breakfast Croatian snacks, but we didn't get a podcast before it anyway so there is a t- we could do a tampa bay fox ufc card snacks i'm going to be at a bachelor party at mohegan sun so what day is uh, that good luck with me trying to find a tv that has i mean i guess it's on fox so it will be easier to find but uh we'll see tba and that's, for, for is my, that uh is that on the 22nd 
No, it's this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday, the 16th. Okay. It's Rashad Evans versus Glover Teixeira. We've got right. Lyoto Mashida versus Dan Henderson. Uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson in the I main event. I was so affair. excited for that fight. I was so excited for that fight. But Tony Ferguson found some blood in his lungs, so Ugh. that won't be happening. Uh, instead, he's going to be fighting a newcomer who is 12-1, and one, I think. Uh, I had it in front of me, but I went to... Yes, Khabib Nurmagomedov will be played uh, against Horchter. Let me find out that I don't have the details, but um, oh yeah, and Rose Nama Yunus trying to avenge a loss against Tesha Tiny Tornado Torres, which is a very exciting, all in all, pretty solid Fox card. Right. I don't mind predicting it with some decent prelims. Benil uh, Dariush versus Michael Chiesa. Betch oh, that's Kohea. a really good fight. That's a both guys have really good jits. Both of those yeah. guys are really, really good jits. Uh, and I, I think well, a lot of the, the fights, I think a lot of the fights that Michael Chiesa gets in, he's the better jujitsu guy. But I think, uh, I think he's gonna have a much harder time than he will with most guys on the ground. With with Darius, he's got a pretty impressive BJJ pedigree. So. Right. It's going to be a good one. That's going to be the main event of the Fox prelims, which start at 6 o'clock. And Betch Cohea against Raquel Pennington, also on the card. Uh, and uh, got Court McGee against Santiago Ponzibibio. And uh, the return of Cub Swanson against Hakron Diaz. Oh, shit. So, oh, I didn't even Cub know Cub. I didn't even know Cub was on this one. I'm a big yeah, fan of him. I'm, I'm a big fan of Court months. McGee too. There's a lot of, a lot of good fights on this card. I am, yeah. I probably will not be able to watch it. I'm planning to, uh, go see Living, Living Color is playing right here in Manchester at, uh, this club downtown. So I am probably going to go down and see that. Uh, that's my, that's nice. my plan. I tell you when I was a kid, I got my cassette. One of my first cassette tapes I ever bought on my own for my Walkman, which was a birthday present. I bought a cassette because I thought it was in Living theme. Color. Yeah, yeah, you told me this. In color. <laughs> you did tell me not. this. That's so funny. Was <laughs> and was it? Uh, I don't remember if we figured this out or not. Was it vivid? I think it was vivid. Okay. Um, did I would it have cult of personality on it? Dude, I was so young. I didn't. Oh. All I knew I was. No, but what Cult it was of Personality not. was a huge song. I mean, that was their biggest. That was their biggest hit. Not to me. I was a little kid, so oh. I wasn't listening <laughs> to the or buying albums. Um, I know for sure. Cult of Personality is a was a big hit and makes the connection because someday. Oh, God. Please. The walk of music to uh. the hottest prospect in UFC history, the undefeated. Best in the world, CM Punk. Oof. And now it's just time please for fucking talk. put that to rest. I was reading an article the other day that said uh, said he's had something like sixteen test matches, and out of the sixteen, he's lost fourteen of them. <laughs> 
but... So 16 test fights in Who's camp. Who's leaking the results of his test fights? Man, that I can't be good for anyone. That's That could be bullshit. Come could on. Be. Who would, if could you're be. in him, you're not going to leak that. You're not going to... It's going to be only the most trusted people, and they're definitely not going to be saying, oh, yeah, this guy's losing. <laughs> We're kicking his ass. It could be. It could be bullshit, but I... Uh, uh, I uh, even if it's even if it's a bullshit article, I bet that there's it's probably pretty close to true. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but we don't need to know that. I mean, yeah. we well, we want to see. It's we're CM Punk. No, no, we don't want to see. We don't want to see. You want to see? Before. We don't want to see. We don't ever want to see. We, the pain <laughs> customers and audience members of UFC, are not boycotting the product because of CM Punk. We want to see what happens. It's not a mixed martial arts contest. It's a freak show happening in a cage and it's probably one and done, possibly two and done. But yeah, I just don't care about it. I don't care about it. I think it, I think it cheapens mixed martial arts. I think it cheapens it. I think it denigrates the sport as a whole I think it it's the same it's the same kind of nonsense as Data Five Thousand versus Kimbo Slice. I don't give a shit. I don't want to see it. I'm gonna watch it, of course, because I am a uh, I am a fan of mixed martial arts, and I'm I want to see the fucking train wreck that's gonna occur. Um, okay, that's all. That's we've all. <laughs> That's not enough CM Punk talk. He's not. He's got nothing announced on the horizon. I hope he know. doesn't. I, I hope for everyone's sake he doesn't. I hope for yeah, his well, sake. I hope, I'm sure he's a very nice guy, and I'm sure he's a, you know, I don't know. I know. That's why we're ending the CM Punk segment. <laughs> we'll see you next week on CM Punk talk. I'm, I'm bring it up again. I'll shit all over him again. We have the same conversation every time. No, I know it's not. I'm never going to change my mind on it. It's uh, um, it was the Cub same. Cub Swanson. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson. That's great. That's great. Uh, do you know why he was out for so long? Did he retire? Well, he spoke about it on the Anik and Florian podcast. If anyone wants to check that out, it was, a, it was it's a good talk. It was from a few weeks ago, but he said that he's just had a lot of cumulative injuries, and also coupled with uh, his his last fight. Um, let's see what the find the details of it was uh, didn't go so well. I believe he was knocked out. So yeah, that, wasn't it? Uh, wasn't it uh, against Cerrone? Was it against Cerrone? Oh no, they're not in the same weight class. Never mind. I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. In any case, I'll look it up. He, he's making his way back against also number ten ranked uh, Hakran Diaz, Brazilian, who has got a twenty-five five and one record. Uh, so. And, Good matchup of top ten featherweights. While um, we wait for the top of the division to to play out, but uh, Swanson is trying to return, make a mark. Uh, I don't know. Was Aldo his last fight? I guess we could go. It on. It was Max Holloway. Max Holloway, okay. uh, and he got caught in a guillotine. And then the fight before that was a uh, five round main event against Frankie Edgar. And he lost that by neck crank. 
But up to that, he had one, two, three, four, five, six. He was on a six-fight win streak. Uh, and it's a who's who. There's not one person you don't know. It's George Roop, Ross Pearson, Charles Oliveira, Dustin Poirier, Dennis Seaver, and Jeremy Stevens. That's all. It's six fights in a row of all, all name opponents. Um, yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be exciting to have uh, have uh, <clears throat> Cub Swanson back. Uh, further down the card, there are a, a bunch of prelims on at Fight Pass at, at 4 p.m., which is headlines by uh, John Dodson making his debut as a bantamweight. And, uh, and that will be doing against Manny Gamburian, the anvil from Armenia. Uh, I'm excited to see Dodson because there was a long break before um, before he came back and didn't look too good. But who can look so good against the champion, Demetrius Johnson? So he's moved up and out of the division because he's pretty much... Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to see him fight Cejudo. I think he's going to... Uh, I think that he's one of the only people that's going to... He has such a varied skill set from everyone else that has fought Johnson. That I just don't know. I just can't see how Johnson's going to stop his takedowns. Um, and, I, and I don't think he will. I think it's going to be a test of how fast he can pop back up and how fast he can get out from underneath... Cejudo, because um, I don't, I, I don't, I, mean, I don't I think, think he's, I don't, I don't think, a, I don't think his, uh, I don't think he's gonna have enough time to train to get any kind of takedown defense against somebody like Cejudo, who is such a fucking amazing wrestler. Uh, I was really excited. Uh, a, he, there's a big difference between Olympic wrestling and regular wrestling for sure yeah and Cejudo has has the edge but yeah. it's and it, it's something that happens in and it happens a lot with wrestlers if they're going against someone they, they may not be as talented a wrestler but uh our good grappler can still create scrambles and game position on the ground sure. hopefully sure look at look uh, at look at John Jones versus Daniel Cormier you know, Cormier is a world-class Olympic wrestler, and John Jones was a collegiate wrestler, and John Jones out-wrestled Cormier, because it's not a wrestling match. It's an MMA match. So when you're getting hit by elbows and knees, a whole it, new ball it's game. a whole new ball game. You can't focus on, it, it's a whole different animal. It's funny, it, it, it's funny when you, um, I have, like, I have a lot of high hopes when I see a, a, a really high level Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guy or a really high level wrestler come into mixed martial arts from that mostly singular art. The translation doesn't always happen as well because now you're adding in punches and kicks. So you see somebody like uh, Damian Maya or um, I'm trying to think of somebody newer who, who's coming, like a um, Andre Galvao. Ryan who, Hall. Yeah, Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall. That's who I was trying to think of. Ryan Hall. But he's worked a lot on his stand-up. 
but he's not getting, if he was in a grappling match, straight up grappling match with any of the people that he's fought since he's been in the UFC, he would have murdered them. Just murdered everybody. Everybody in that house, everybody he's been on the mats with, he would have murdered them all. Um, but once you start getting hit, it's a whole different animal. One thing, uh, there's one thing I, I remember now from watching the fights. There was somebody on the card, and I can't remember who it was, who was a major leg lock specialist. Oh, and, yeah. That, and that that's, was the very and that's, fight. And that's all dude did. That's all he did. He didn't that's try it, yeah. anything he else. Just he just tried to get an ankle lock or some kind of leg lock. That's all he did. You can't yeah, do that. Ian Entwistle. Ian right, Entwistle. Ian Entwistle. Sorry, and, Ian. You and also, he complained about a minute or right. less than a minute into a fight that he was greased, right. which is ridiculous because they get checked by inspectors right before going into the cage. Right. So the, re- the, the kudos to the referee. I had not seen him before. He probably just works the European circuit. But he took off his gloves, checked his legs, and then he went over to and whistle and he said, uh, he's like, I, no more of this shit. He's, I checked him. Right. And, and Ed Whistle was still complaining throughout the fight, which blows my mind. Right, right. And they even, but I think they, I think they brought it up else. at the press conference too. I'm pretty sure that the, whoever the guy was running the press conference made a mention of that during the press conference too. Yeah, it was like, dude, you gotta do, you can't just do that. That's well, great. That's I, great that you're really good at it. That's great. Uh, I'm stoked that you're really good at leg locks. I'd like to see you get a leg lock on somebody. <laughs> but you got to learn how to fucking fight, dude. This is a fight. This is not a leg lock competition. This isn't a free throw contest. You're not just doing this one thing that you're good at. It's not a game of horse. <laughs> this is a fucking fight, dude. Yeah, and... And the leg locks were effective. If you saw, after, yeah, he was hurt. The dude was hurt. He was. He had to turn his legs and his joints and straighten them to walk away. Uh, and, and we should mention, of course, that Antwistle was uh, defeated by Alejandro Perez, and who yeah, was a who was a, a, a tough South America winner. Mm-hmm. He was the winner of, yeah, it, of tough so South he America. Caused, right. It caused damage, but yeah, you're right. It's a fight. If you can withstand, that's what it's all about. It's withstanding he, pain. He could have very well done some really serious damage to the dude's legs, but the dude might just been really super tough. He, he might have been a guy. He might have. He might have been a guy. He might have. Might have tore his meniscus. He might have tore his ACL. You don't know. He might have just toughed through it. I'm sure if there's a significant injury, we'll hear about it. We haven't, so it probably isn't. But having said that, it's not a, some guys are, are just that headstrong where they go, I'm not, if I'm not dying, I'm not tapping. Yes, absolutely. I can't die from uh, somebody doing a leg lock on me, so I'm not going to tap. Some people are just that headstrong and they'll let something crinkle and crack and snap. Uh, <clears throat> But he had good defenses. He he didn't get he, he he didn't get tapped by it. But I mean, again, that's a maybe it's maybe he's just headstrong. <laughs> yeah. So, 
but and it was Ed Whistle was a very poor sport. It wasn't he didn't shake hands after the fight, and it should be yeah. noted that he Ed Whistle, who was getting pummeled in the face while trying to desperately hold on to these leg locks that weren't working, verbally submitted. I can't name the last fight I saw that ended in a verbal submission. I think it right. might have even been on oh, a few seasons ago or something, but. Uh, so, hey, you can't verbally submit after complaining about greasing that was effective, essentially checked twice, then verbally submit, and then you're the poor sport that won't shake hands afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so, Ian and Whistle, get, get the hair across your ass removed and uh, start learning other offense besides just leg locks. Yeah, Ian, don't be a dink. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but we let's talk about the co-main event of the card. I'm, I, I want to get your your uh, thoughts on. I know this was. I know you had a good night of picks, but this was not one of them. And we're talking, of course, of Gabriel Gonzaga losing by first round knockout to Derek the Black Beast. Uh, it's such yeah, a it's Derek, such a bummer because I know what his potential is if here's here's the deal if gonzaga went to a real serious camp somewhere like jackson wink or tristar if he went there for a year he could easily be a contender he could he could win the belt back the problem is he there and he trains with good people, but they're not that level. It's not he's full not, time. It's not. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely being pulled in different directions. He teaches a lot and that's, you know, mostly what he does. He also has a screen printing company that he does that. So he's not his, you know, I, I mean, I, re, I really think that Gonzaga is at a point in his life where he's like, um, he likes having the paycheck and he likes having the notoriety of being a UFC fighter, but I think he's given up on the idea of holding the belt and, um, it's a bummer. <laughs> it's a bummer. So he's at this, he, he's in this, he's in this middle ground where he doesn't really want to give up fighting, but he doesn't want to do everything that it is to be the the best, but I, I have complete, I have complete faith in that dude. If he got in the right fight camp, if he had the right people training him, he's fucking a monster. I couldn't listen when he, when he, when he was on that dude's back, I know what it's like to have him on your back. It's not fun and it's not easy. And I, it was a really surreal moment when I was watching the fight and then all of a sudden I was in the fight. I was like, fuck, I know what it's like to have that dude on my back trying to fucking choke me unconscious. And I can't get out of that. I didn't know how Derek got out of it. He just willed himself out of it because he doesn't have the the kind of skill set that Gonzaga has on the ground. So he just toughed himself out of that position. Um I say I I think that it's been uh referred to and mentioned by uh various commentators that 
Derek Lewis has made some progress on the ground. And as you said, it, when it first began, Gonzaga almost had mount. He almost had the knee and the belly. And Lewis spun onto the back and w- was able to yeah, get out of that backpack-like situation. And also he had to contend with the, the body lock earlier in the fight, which brought it to the ground as well. So I was really mm-hmm. nervous. Uh, yeah, watching it. I mean, I have no, no history with, uh, Gonzaga, but I definitely know how, how much of a threat he is on the ground. And even with the improvements, that doesn't, doesn't tell me uh, how much, uh, effective jujitsu Derek Lewis has, right. uh, in his skill set. So yeah, once that, got to the ground uh it was a very exciting fight i mean it only lasted under one round um lewis was finally able to connect with a few just hard strikes uh landing a combination as gonzaga was going down to the mat and just uh a pretty big win for for lewis's career not sure like what it means to Gonzaga. Does he take this time off? This was his his ninth time being knocked unconscious in the UFC. And yeah, I mean, that's really- a, you know, he's had 22 fights in the UFC and has been the victim of nine knockouts. And you have to, you have to, that's the other part of me is, uh, I have, I have concern for, uh, for my friend that, if you if you continue to get knocked out like that, you're going to end up suffering some damage, and so it's where I where I'm at with him is I uh, how I feel about it is if he were to really dedicate himself, it was the only way that I that I would want to support him continuing to fight. Not that I have, I don't have any kind of say about anything. It's not, it's not, I'm I'm not trying to put that out there. I'm just saying my personal feelings. Um, like I would rather see him step away from the game than to continue the way he's, than the way he's been. You know, that last fight, the last fight he had before this, he, he, he was just super cautious. Um, and that was a must win for him. I think he was nervous about being cut because he was. Yeah, uh, well, I think he, I think he should be nervous again. <laughs> I think. I, I did too. I, did, I, I think mean, there's a good chance that that uh, the UFC might cut him. Yeah, especially with a lot of the heavyweight prospects that it was showcasing on this card. It's like, right. welcome to your life, uh, Francis Ngano. Continue to impress that uh, he beat. Uh, newcomer, uh, with a cool last name of Blades, uh, what, what's his first name? Um, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben Blades. No. Curtis Blades. Even cooler first name, last name combination. Curtis Blades had his left eye completely shut by Francis Nuganu, who in his UFC debut, his opponent was twitching on the octagon floor right. for minutes afterwards and it was a scary knockout this one was technically stopped by doctor stoppage after the second round because uh, blades could not see out of his left eye the doctor covered the good eye held up his hands said how many fingers am i holding up 
and he reached to touch his hands before answering. So that pretty much gave <laughs> right. him. <laughs> he could not see. He had to try to high five the doctor to get him get himself back <laughs> in the fight. But really, he would have been doing himself no favors going in for a third round. Right. Nganu hits hard, and there was some other. I thought uh, bizarre religious post-fight speech aside, Jared Cannonier looked tough. In oh, his yeah. Just b- bizarre because you didn't expect him to be Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> that too. And, but I never also heard the Jewish religion um, and he held up a, a scarf and he said, this is my God's name. I didn't know that there was like a different name or a Jewish yeah. letter. Well, it, it, it might it, actually it's probably. A, I think he might be a Jehovah's Witness because he called it Yehovah. Because he he called his, yeah he called his called his God Yehovah. So he might be a Jehovah's Witness. He might be Jewish. I'm not sure which. Either way, he might be a Jewish witness. Right. <laughs> but probably not. Um, there were a lot in the, of maybe in the Jewish Witness like, Protection Program. Uh, there was a lot of big heavyweight fights. Uh, Timothy Johnson defeated newcomer Marcin Tibora. And Marcin Tibora, oh, the Marcin Tibora had a really good third round. Uh, Timothy Johnson is mostly a brawler. He looks like a brawler, or he looks like a an off-duty cop that is a brawler. He's about two pounds under the heavyweight limit. Both these guys were pretty close to it. But uh, he actually moves pretty good for a, a big guy. And his last fight was fairly uneventful against Jared Rochalt. But uh, who but just, he won this by decision. Who just got cut? Rochalt, yeah, yeah, he's gone. Good riddance. Um, but the, <laughs> the guy that Rochalt fought in his last fight, a uh, pretty big snoozer, he asked me, from Florida, that was the... Um, Roy Nelson defeated Rochalt, and now Roy Nelson has been called out by Derek the Black Beast Lewis. So that's a match. To, that would be a fun match for the UFC to make. Who knows? Yeah, that's a, that's a. I think that's a fan friendly fight for sure. You Here's my prediction. Times fast fan friendly fight for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a. That's a. That's a. I think people would be interested to see that fight. I think that's a smart call out for him. I think it's somebody who um he has he he has the potential to beat him if he but Nelson's only been knocked out once. And I uh, and I think his um I think Nelson's cardio is better even though he doesn't <laughs> look like he's in he's a better shape. <laughs> All right. So right now Nick, we're going to Head to a new segment called Nick and Matt's Connor Dis- McGregor Brazilian Jiu Jitsu discussion, but <laughs> with Derek Brunson's cardio. <laughs> how how could you see? How can you judge his cardio if his fights only last a minute and a half? Uh, now, I, I think because that it, this it, is a potential. This is my prediction. UFC 200 Fight Pass Prelim Featured Bout. Oh, okay. 
That could be fun. I mean, I think this the UFC 200 card, uh, which you refer to as goofy on Facebook, is getting a lot of matches made. It's going to be a long night. It's going to be a big, big time event. Uh, I have no idea. It, will it start at 2 p.m. Eastern time? Uh, 11 a.m. There's going to be 200 fights I don't on this know. card. Will there be three prelims? <laughs> it could be. There were three. You know what? The there were a lot of uh, Fight Pass prelims uh, this weekend. There was three, but coming no, I just up, mean three. You know, there's two separate prelims. There's a Fight Pass prelims, and then there's a then there's a Fox prelims. I wonder if there'll oh, be yeah. three prelims. <laughs> oh, you think it'll go Fight Pass Fox? Fight Pass, fight, fight, fight Pass Fox Sports One, and then Fox, and then pay per view. <laughs> pay per view. Yeah. Hey. We could do that. That makes sense. Wait, why stop at FS1? Why not do FS2 as well? So do FS1, FS2, Fox. So it'd be four prelims. So it'd be a, be a fight pass prelim, then Fox Sports 1, then Fox Sports 2, then Fox for the main prelims. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then the card, then the main yeah. card. And then don't even tell me how you are going to watch that through your internet devices. Oh, I can't wait to tell you how I'm going to string this through. It's going to be can- <laughs> there's going to be cans and all kinds of antennas involved. So many cans and antennas. So many different pieces of electronics. I can't wait to bring out. I'm going to bring out my Game Boy Color. You you convinced me to put that in the mix, and I am going to do it. I'm going to put that Game Boy Color right in the mix. <laughs> I'll, no no game genie required. Um, so the two big female fights have been added to UFC 200. I want to get your thoughts on those because you said that one you thought was goofy and that will be Misha Tate's first title defense against Amanda Nunez. Goofy as fuck. Right. Or is it Juliana Pena? No, it's, it's Nunez. It's Nunez. Juliana Pena is fighting, um... She's fighting Katzengano. Katzengano, right. Yeah. So, which, that's a great fight. That's a really good fight. I'm very excited. I, I'm excited for that fight. Um, you know, I, I don't, it's a reasonable fight. If she didn't just won the championship, and if there weren't two other, if, if, if Holly Holm or, um, What's her tits? <laughs> I can't think of a goddamn name. What's her tits? What's her tits? Oh, what's her tits? Big David. That's uh, going to be amazing. <laughs> uh, Are you talking about Ronda, Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey. I don't know why I couldn't think of her I stupid did. name. Yes. So, uh, if Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm didn't exist, then that could be, that would be well, a reasonable fight. For all fight. intents and purposes, Ronda Rousey does not exist for UFC 200. Because of, she has said it publicly. I know that we've been, Saying that there's doubts, Dana would still ask, but she wants to wait a year. And a year after a devastating head kick knockout on the biggest stage of the mall is a safe bet. So let's just say she's out, but Holly Holm is the, a contender. I think maybe they just didn't want to do an immediate rematch because they didn't want UFC 200 to be a best of show. We've already got rematches with Jose Aldo and uh, Frankie. You've right. got the main event rematch of Edgar versus, sorry, of Diaz versus McGregor. Um, 
So maybe you don't make that remote. So I think that that is like probably uh, I wouldn't give the shot to Zingano. That would be very Alexander Gustafson getting a title shot coming off of a loss. Zingano for a short period of time, thanks to Jose Aldo, was finished in the quickest title fight in UFC history for a period of several months, and she hasn't fought since last January. Why was so, it thanks to Jose Aldo? Because Aldo knocked Jose Aldo in 13 seconds, so that broke the record. Oh, so she oh, is oh, no oh, longer right, right. on the hook as being the fastest I got it, right, I got it. It was a title shot, yeah. Right. Um, so I think that that's okay. Misha Tate wants to, she wants to defend it against other people so that, there's still money in a Holly rematch after she has this. She doesn't want to maybe take the same risk that Holly took, delay her rematch. But I'm uh, I'm ha- I'm really happy for Misha Tate. I'm really happy for Misha Tate. I think that, um, I think that if Rousey would have defeated Home and then the fight on this card would have been Misha, or if Misha Tate would have been given that fight like she was supposed to have been given to fight her, I think it would have ended the same way for her with Rousey. So I, I think this was, uh, I think the way things played out worked in her favor. Um, so I'm happy for her. I think, uh, I think she's a good fighter and I'm glad she gets a chance to be a champion. I don't expect she'll be one for long, but mm, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong many times in my life. I'll be wrong many times more, but I think that home uh, was winning that match all the way around, and I think she got caught. Um, and I think if it played out again, I think it would play out very similarly, where uh, home would beat her on the feet for five rounds and maybe not knock her out, but beat her on the feet, be the aggressor, be the person getting off the more significant strikes and then not let her guard down enough to be submitted. So I think if, I think if that's if it's a rematch with home, I think that's how it's going to go. If, if it's a rematch with Rousey, I think she's going to get submitted again. So you're gonna, saying that you predict Amanda I think one of those two are going to be the champion again. I think Holly Holm or Rousey will be the champion again. Oh, I think she'll beat Nunez, yeah. Um, but maybe not. I could be wrong about that, too. Nunez well, might the be the thing. Here's the thing, Nick. You only have to say what you think, not the possibility <laughs> that you'll be wrong. Because we know. <laughs> we know that. Uh, wait, wait, I just want to let everyone know. I want all our listeners know that think what I say is, is gold. With, I may be wrong, but here's my prediction right. for the win. Um, so, so far on the UFC 200 fight card, I think all, all the matches are interested to me. Juliana Pena gets all, returning with Kat Sagano. They're all interesting matches. I, they're all fights that I... Uh, Do you know about all of them? Takanori Gomi versus Jim Miller. Yes, that's a great fight. Sage Northcutt against Enrique uh, Enrique Marin from this past season of Ultimate Fighter Latin America. Gastelum, uh, that's Kelvin Gastelum season. 
Right. Yes, against Wasabi, who has got that nickname because the first time he went out to sushi, he thought Wasabi was avocado, and right. he put a big chunk in his mouth. My dad did that. And then, My dad did that when he moved to Hawaii. He did that exact same thing. My my father. If only we had a segment called "I love I do snacks." Someone could teach us some recipes. So my father did that. He almost died. He thought he was going to die. It does seem like a real cruel trick. Yeah, a giant spoonful of it. He just went. What? He just put it on whatever chip or whatever, and just big old. He put it on a chip. I don't know. Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> just good. just a big old mouthful you put that of it. Taco? Yeah. Oof. Taco wasabi tacos, right? That'd be uh It's wasabi wasabi taco Tuesday. <laughs> uh Joe Lozon against Diego Sanchez. That, that is that'll... a fucking crazy. That's that's probably my that's probably the most exciting fight to me on the card. I think uh, that's very... I think that's the card that I'm most interested in seeing. I think that's going to be that's going to be fight of the night all day long, unless somebody gets knocked out quickly, which I doubt is going to happen with either of those guys, or submitted quickly. I see that being a fight of the fucking night. That's a crazy wow. fight. What an exciting fight! So Nick David is going on record saying a fight card that also includes. Cain Velasquez versus Travis Brown. That's an exciting fight, but somebody's going to get knocked the fuck out, I think, in the first round. <laughs> I, uh, I, I am very excited to see that fight. That That is a fight in a, a long time coming. Uh, yeah. I, I would have not have been a surprise to me to if Cain still held the belt for Travis Brown to meet him in, in that capacity as a, as a championship fight. I could definitely see those two yeah. fighting for the belt. Uh, well, so that's a, that's definitely that's, that's definitely exciting fight. All right, Nick. Well, we're gonna be wrapping it up because I gotta get on the road and head to the land of Rhode Island. Uh-huh. The road to the islands. So, um, just firing through the rest of these. They're just good fights. Gegard Mousasi, Derek Brunson. Yeah, that's an exciting and, fight too. Johnny Hendricks versus Kelvin Gastelum. That's a super exciting fight. Yeah, there there's a lot of really good fights on this card, but there's a lot of goofy stuff too, and that's uh, that's another episode. That's another episode. I mean, you know, you know how I feel about the main event. I, I'm just horrified. Yeah. I'm horrified, horrified beyond horrification. I can't believe that that's the main event. That there are. <laughs> I just, I, just, I, just, I just cannot fathom that that's the main event of UFC 200. Uh, UFC thinks that's the biggest money fight to make. That's, I mean, it's, it's a, it wasn't probably the UFC didn't have a choice really. And I think that's the bottom line. McGregor Promotions made this decision, and the UFC. Gave it the head nod. Maybe. I guess so. (laughs) They said they didn't want it to happen. They didn't want it to happen at welterweight. But McGregor insisted on the rematch. He insisted on the same weight as last fight. So their hope, I mean, if it works out and McGregor is able to defeat Diaz, which very tall task, especially with a full camp, then it's a trilogy fight, but if not, it's it's still going to be a good fight. 
regardless. So that that that's why it's going to be the main event. It's going. To, it may be the first time. I I don't know the the history books so well, but maybe the first time that a non-title fight has main evented over not one but two title challenges. Right. <laughs> but. Right. Oh, anyway, and where the, uh, and where the, and where neither of the title fights are even the co-main, cause the, cause the, well, I guess it's a title fight. I guess it's a title fight. Yeah. So. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's a fake title Basically, fight, I guess. Never mind. The so. co-main event, it shouldn't be for an interim title. It should just be for an interim paycheck for <laughs> yeah, right. who's going to fight Conor McGregor <laughs> right. in November at Madison Square Garden. Right, right. Yeah. Who is going to be the lucky fighter to get his head? Right. Who's going to win the Who's going to win the McGregor lottery? <laughs> above Chris Weidman or John Jones, if he can stay out of traffic court. Right. And we didn't even talk about Jones and St. Prue, and that's that'll be next week as we inch closer to. The, uh, speaking of interim title belts, the return of John Bones Jones as he takes on. Ovin St. Prue, fresh off a boring decision against the recently cut Feijal. So, yeah, I don't. I, I'm not that excited about that fight. I was very excited to see Jones Cormier, and I, I like I like Ovin St. Prue. I, I I like him as a fighter. I I would. There's several other people I would have rather seen step in to that spot to take oh. on Bones. Who, who, who specifically? Because oh, Johnson, Anthony Johnson couldn't do it. He's that's, got a, that's, that's who I would have most liked to see step into it was Anthony Johnson. But I want when it, he had a, I want a full camp Anthony Johnson. I want right because if he loses to Bones, then he has a loss to Cormier, and all of a sudden he's the light heavyweight Chad Mendez outside right, looking right. in. So <laughs> Glover and Rashad were already paired up. For the co-main event, yeah, uh, but they, but they've, but they've, they've, they've made bigger adjustments than taking something than doing that. They could have, they could have. There's all kinds of juggling. I mean, they, I don't mean to, I don't want to criticize them. It's they did what they did. It's not that big of a deal. It's just not that as exciting of a fight as I would like to see. But I'm sure it'll be great. I'm glad to see Bones back in there. I hope he can keep his fucking shit straight. Uh, although I did see, um, I did see a post earlier from from Bones uh, on his Twitter account where he mentioned that the guy that pulled him over has a history of racial profiling, and they're proving it. Um, the Albuquerque so. Police Department is regarded from internal investigations as one of the worst in the country. With They've shot more citizens than New York City, and if you compare the population, uh, it's pretty gross and pretty one-sided and crazy as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, a lot of bad things afoot. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, so we'll talk more about that next week. We'll break down the whole card and talk more about the co-main event of that, which is the flyweight title defense uh, that Demetrius Muddy Most Johnson is making against Henry Cejudo. We'll recap 
Evans versus Teixeira. UFC on Fox. We'll find out how Nick and I both watched it. Me from a bachelor party <laughs> from an internet cafe in Saudi Arabia rerouted. <laughs> no. right. So, well, thanks for listening. Good catching back up, Nick. And uh, speak to you again soon. All right. MMAniacs over and out. That's the end. No, we that. The MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.